Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. that means i mean steve palmasano's here let's go it's been like forever steve palmasano the albuquerque dukes who refused to go to the super bowl with us i don't even recognize you anymore fan over here like a whole new dude because of his crap haircut yeah my cue ball baby i was like who did that ginger cue ball hey literally like legitimately no punchline here why isn't it growing back does it just oh because i keep trimming it like an adult what yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're really leaning into it oh i'm gonna rock the shaved head all summer baby oh that sucks it wasn't a midlife crisis this is a executive decision well you look executive thank you you bet for the military yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that's a good one (laughs) generally right like a general in the military yes that's all (laughs) Except for my stubble beard. Shohei played baseball today. It's over, guys. The league is broken. Oh, man. Shohei Otani is now officially, uh, well, I guess officially it already started that he was a Dodger, but he's he's now that thing. So congratulations to um, the 2024 World Series champion, L.A. Dodgers. Yeah. Congratulations. One game, one homer. So he's on pace to hit 162 this year. Oh, well, this is an opening day, so we need to be real trans. We need to help you, Van. This oh my is- God, he's just training. He's not even in yeah, shape yet. Correct, like a hundred and ninety-four, probably. I recently learned about final forms, Steve, from this thing called uh, Radio: The Last Airbender. Okay, and he's not even uh, bending at his highest um, possibility at this point. Uh, he probably bended a lot before the game started when he was stretching and like loosening up his body so he could drop bombs. Opposite field. He was doing that bending. Opposite field dinger in his debut. Uh, I don't care about spring training, the sense of, like, the numbers or whatever goes on on the diamond, except for this. This is the most important thing of all time. Did he hit it on the first pitch? It was a second at bat, unfortunately. It, it, was, yeah. a, it, oh, it was, was a third at bat. Well, it was a full count with a runner on, too. Like, two down. We're talking, like, like bring him within a run. Like, And he's not going to play past the bottom of the fifth anyways. You know, this is, like... This is basically Game 7 of the World Series. This is basically <laughs> the most important. This is the most historical. This is the most significant L.A. Dodger moment, I think, in the history of the sport of baseball today. And not only just any home run, like you said, a full count oppo taco rainmaker that he hit a really good pitch. Yeah, and like if you're like a Giants fan or – if you're like a uh, Arizona Diamondbacks fan, or if you're a help me figure out other teams in the NL West fan, the uh, Isotopes parent organization, the Colorado Rockies, yeah. you've never seen such a likable human being and hated them so very much. There's zero negative connotation around his existence, his personality, his demeanor, his approach, his respect for the game, mm. his love amongst his peers, mm-hmm. his love amongst fandom. Uh-huh. And you have to, if you are 31 other Major League Baseball teams, hate his stinking guts. And you can't. You can't. You can't do it. 
any of the big names that they've pilfered from all the other teams of Major League Baseball. Freddie Freeman, nicest guy in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts might be nicer than the nicest guy Correct. in the history of the planet. Shohei Otani, nicer than the nicest guy Correct. who's nicer than the nicest guy in the history of the planet. It's not like the Yankees when they were buying every player possible. It's like they're buying every player possible, but only the nice, likable ones. Also, I feel like Kershaw's on the list. I'm just saying. I don't know. I feel like last night was also a really nice cat. That's my opinion. The Yamamoto guy seems super nice. Do you remember that episode of South Park when the Mormon moved, the Mormon family moved to town and everyone really wanted to hate them, but they couldn't hate them because they were so nice. nice? Yeah. Also true for, like, every Mormon I've ever met. Because you want Insanely it. Yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except for their belief system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some, some flaws. <laughs> there's a flaw or two in that logic. Yeah. But as far as people go, uh, batting a 1,000 for loveliness so far. All right, here we go. We're trying to, okay. Today's I-9 Varsity is a collab. Okay. okay. So you, I, A. Marie, and Steve Palmasano, we're collaborating on today's I-9 Varsity to, Varsity to create the most likable Major League Baseball team in history. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, I'll just drop mine right now. We'll be done with it. <laughs> um, 26 Sean Casey's. That's awesome. Yeah. Most likable NLB team in history. Obviously, it will be um, a race to pick our favorite positions first. Basically. And Amory positions in sports. Pervert. Ha, nice. Amory, how's the studio? Um, it's great. We're at the Duke store. We're hanging out. Um, I just okay. want to inform everybody. I know um, if listeners might not be caught up on this, but they put lock boxes on all the thermostats today. For me. Specifically, It was a very serious thing today in the studio. I'm sorry that you guys missed it. So uh, there's a... Oh, I never missed it. There's a key and lock (laughs) covered all over the thermostat. Now, what do you mean? There's a a glass cover that covers the thermostats, and then you have to have a key to open it. Now, a key, like a traditional key that I'm thinking of, or like a Resident Evil, like thumbprint? No. And like enter a digital code? That'd be pretty cool. That's... Um, no, just a normal old key, and uh, and and the really nice guy who came to install it that doesn't work for us was like, "Are you warm, ma'am? Are you still cold?" I was like, "I'm good." The the guy that looks like he's a roadie for the Grateful Dead. Yes, because that guy is he's, super nice. He's super nice. So I just oh, I love you him know, so much. He should play not, for the Dodgers. If you guys ever come back to the studio, it's going to be nice. Okay. We're Thank step- God, finally. We're stepping away from the persona of radio real quick to talk about some real serious back of the house stuff. This saga of the thermostat at work <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has unhinged me. Yeah, it has it now. It has. That's what did it. So, Amory, I'm going to ask you a very simple question that's going to require a yes or no answer. Okay. Is there currently a lockbox over the thermostat in our studio? Yes. Interesting, man, because we were told by upper management that that thermostat didn't actually function. Mm-hmm. It was from a previous incarnation. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm going to take a picture of it. Of do not send that to me and put it as the cover of the podcast today. No, do, do that. not do 100% that. Hundred percent, do that. Take it through your window. Take I'll be it right through back. your stupid window. This thermostat drama has taken up quite a bit of our program. Oh, it's heating the up the last couple of weeks. It's, it is unacceptable, my opinion of this thermostat drama. First and foremost, you didn't really break the thermostat. You were a part of a series of individuals sure. 
who were regularly breaking in the thermostat. The thermostat was set to 62 two weeks ago. It was. That's unacceptable. And because your boys are never in the studio, because we're so fortunate to be out and be part of the community, what we did is we got lambasted with hearsay. Ran through the mud. Finger pointing. Mm -hmm. Because cats like Bob Clark every morning, Bob Clark goes and Bob sits on his throne with the uh-huh. Bob Clark show uh-huh. every morning. And then and then he, he handed off this vitriol to T.J. Trout and Brandon Vogt and Eric Strauss. And mm-hmm. for some reason, Terry Travis uh, wrote our name in blood on the wall. Oh, like, su- surprise, surprise. Republicans ruining stuff yeah. and blaming it on others. The, okay. Hey, and we weren't even. The KKOB way. Hey, Fred and Vanner uh-huh. have been here to stick up for themselves is exactly what Jay Bell said uh-huh. whenever this whole thermostat thing went down. And we were put out like martyrs. Yeah. Martyrs. Yeah. Instead of pushing the blame on other people, I stood up. I was a man. I stuck my neck out for the whole organization and said, I, one Van Nunley, have been adjusting the thermostat. It was wild whenever you were like, I'm a man. But I was and this innocent. Is set, and this is set to 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Okay. My favorite part, though, is... I was literally reading the email of the saga when it started, and as I, at the corner of my eye, because you guys were in the studio, Van was messing with the thermostat. Correct. And I just, Obviously, I just sent to the two men on group chat the picture of the new. Thank you. Um, it up. Covered thermostat, and oh, that is thorough. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay, that's not a real lock. I'll pick that in thirty seconds. Like that's super easy. Yeah. That's not a real lock. You can do that with a magnet. You could do that with two hairpins. Um, I, have an, I have an idea. Challenge accepted, Cumulus. But I don't want anyone to steal your idea, so I'll tell you <laughs> off air. Obviously, not even for temperature reasons, I would set the thermostat to 69 every day. Did someone move my photo? No, it's Did above someone it. move my photo that I had immediately above the thermostat? It is above. Because I swear it right is now. Above, it is above the thermostat. It's, yeah. Is it exactly where I left it, though, that picture of me and Aaron Burnett and Joe Singer, the owners of Duke City Championship Wrestling? Yes. Ooh, I'm so mad. Also, I don't want to make you more mad, but today on KKOB, uh, there was this um, pro wrestler that passed away, and they were like, I bet that's all you're going to talk about on Two Men On, and here we are talking about thermostats. Okay. Do I need to We got a three-hour program. We could talk about a lot of things today. Do you want me to turn the heat up? It's perfect in here. Is it? It is fantastic. Did you set it at 69? Yes. Of course you always. did. Mm-hmm. Steve Palmasano joining us again. What are the thermostat rules here at Albuquerque Duke Store? Uh, the guests always get to choose the temperature. Somebody <laughs> walks into the store and says, you know what? I'd like it 71, Steve. Correct. And I run right to the thermostat. And Service thermostat. first, Steve Palmasano. At Cumulus, KKOB gets to decide what the temperature is, not the sports animal. Oh, and they get to decide how people <laughs> vote in the city, if you mm-hmm. ask them. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so fired up right now. Yeah, and Ollie Anderson did pass away today. And yeah, we are going to talk about that. As one of the founding members of the Four Horsemen, we wouldn't have professional wrestling today as we know it. Hey, What's his name? Ollie. Someone Ollie. brought okay. that up Googling today, that. Fred, and Duke State Championship Wrestling on KKOB. So. W- what like, happened, Amory? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying that one of the four, uh, four horsemen, they're like, I bet this will be, this is a big story. I'm, I'm assuming you'll talk about it on Two Men On today. I was like, I bet I will. Yes, it is a big story. <sighs> Not bigger than the thermostat, apparently. No, because the thermostat was blown out of proportion. 505-246-0610. Call the program, call Two Men On on the Sports Animal, and you tell us about the dumb office theatrics that you have had to go through in your life 
and if you contemplated every alternative to employment. Because that is where I was mentally and emotionally at with this thermostat saga. Van. My favorite of the four horsemen, obviously. All right, here we go. It was, uh, is famine. Was he famine of the four horsemen? Which one was he? Got a Lord of the Rings joke in here, too? Well, it's a Bible joke, actually. Yeah, no, that one I got. Yeah, I got oh, okay. the Bible joke. Just... Oh. There were four horsemen in Lord of the Rings, too? There, yeah. yeah okay. Were. Star Wars only. <laughs> Miss me with all this other dork Same. Culture. Star Wars and baseball and hip-hop. That's all you need in your life. Here's what I'm going to do. Miss me with the Lord of the Rings. Miss me with Harry Potter. 505-246-0610. I double dare you to prove me that one of those are good. They, yeah, apparently they were bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, lady's, that lady that wrote it's badass KKOB also get their opinion <laughs> on thermostats. <laughs> oh, I'm so fired up right now. Yeah, J.K. Rowling, she's on one. That's a crazy lady. Were Carlos and Kiki cold at any point or no? I need to know these things. <laughs> Here, uh, I'll text Kiki. I stole a hoodie because it was so cold in there. I went, I, went, I went into the prize closet. <laughs> Cumulus Media and stole with my own two thieving bare hands a hoodie so I didn't die in that studio. Being froze to, to hey, death. Could have came to the Duke store, Steve. What's up? Yeah, you guys could have just came right over here. But it's, it's in that you know season where you know it could be cold and then it's hot. No, it's not. We had one warm day, and now you think spring has just jumped into your face? Oh, that's right. You've tricked I, yourself. I was in Phoenix for the rest. <laughs> I was in Phoenix for the weekend. Sorry. There's so much going on in the world of sports. That the studio in KML was so cold. Like now, I know what Ted Williams' head feels like. I need to talk to you guys because he's cryogenically frozen. He's frozen. Steve. That's the joke. He's That's frozen, right. Steve. He's yeah, frozen. just like just, Walt Disney. Yeah. I just smile and nod. Okay, oh. on air. Oh right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Let it go. <clears throat> when awesome. we get back from the break, okay. I'm over dynamic pricing. Like I'm over fluctuating pricing and you carolina panthers you got it coming from me no that's good as soon as we get back from the break it's two men on live from the albuquerque duke store where van is spending his money on you 10 percent off every purchase at the duke store where the boys are at the duke store you come in you uh what do we what do you you scissor van and then he'll give you 10 duke store is that what we're doing today fred is talking about the handshake now that I met the scissor guy, what, Anthony Bowens? Anthony Bowens. I got that right the first time. Yeah, oh, so you have a scissor I'm legit pass? Prou- I'm legit proud of myself so you, now. Hey, so you got a scissor pass? Yeah, now I do. Yeah, that's sweet that you have that. Also, Steve, you don't know this, but this year, this time last year during Lent, I was giving up scissoring for Lent, mm-hmm. and that was stupid. I didn't like that. I didn't like that I had to do that. <clears throat> I gave up um, scissoring for my life. Unless it's with Anthony Bowens, the originator of the scissor handshake. Did, did for Lent this year you give up a respectable haircut? Obviously. The sports animal. Back on the program, back live at the Albuquerque Duke store. Who's the worst team in football right now, guys? The Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that way, man? Uh, they won the least amount of games. Yeah, that's correct. That's a pretty good marker. Mm-hmm. Would you say at the end of the season tickets are going for $16, or would you say they were in high demand? For Panthers tickets? Yeah. I would rather see uh, a Panther at the zoo than a Panthers football game. 
100 times out of 100. Amory, would you rather have tickets, two tickets to a Carolina Panthers game or a $20 bill? A $20 bill. Every time. It's mm-hmm. worth more. Wait, who the Wait are they playing, playing the Vikings? Yeah, yeah just there, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Jinx. Make sure you're tuned in for our 6 o'clock hour. It's the all-Minnesota Vikings recap hour on the program today where we recap everything. I'm just kidding. There's no way we would <laughs> ever do that. that was nice. Start the big headlines. <clears throat> There's no button for headlines. We've been over this. I know. Yeah, did they put a plastic case with a lock over yeah, your hot but- keys? <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Why would the Panthers raise ticket prices by 4%? That's greater than inflation. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. What is inflation this year? Like one and a half? One and a half percent? You believe it's one and a half? Yeah. yeah. You don't believe it's closer to 11? Uh, is it 11? It's 11. Some metrics will tell you it's six. But you get the point. So the Carolina Panthers announced today, uh, even though they were 2-15 and 15 last season, they're raising ticket Ticket prices by an average of 4%. This comes from an Associated Press story. It was only 2% in 2022 and 3% in 2023. Tickets on the lower level are raising by 7%, while tickets in the upper level are raising by just 1%. Those are called 1%ers, Steve. Right. Um, <coughs> what? But they, they're playing again, right? So. Oh, yeah. Are you saying that because the fan base is excited to see the first overall draft? Oh. Mm. They could have just waited one year. They could have traded that pick they had for so many other picks, and they'd have all of those picks and the number one pick in the draft. They could have got, oh, I don't know, seven better quarterbacks than Bryce Young from the draft this year. And probably sold some of those inflated tickets. Amory, do you think whenever the Panthers were like, we can only go up from here, do you think they're talking about the record or do you think they're talking about ticket prices? I think they're talking about ticket prices. Yeah, they're talking about ticket prices. Maybe they're raising the prices so people anticipate a fourth quarter lead. Ooh, for, you know, which before, they didn't have they, all last season. <laughs> before they finally... You know, lose it. What they should do is they should raise the price of beer, and then fans should be encouraged to throw them onto the field at their terrible players, and then they would they would offset that revenue that way. Aluminum cans only, like no glass. Don't be throwing glass. Don't waste the beer. Well, no, you drink the beer and then you throw it, and you fill it up with liquid to make it heavy again. <laughs> then you throw it. Is that the David Tepper <laughs> move? Mm-hmm. Or what did he throw? A hot dog? I don't remember now. It's been so long. He poured a beer on a fan. Yeah, he poured a beer. Yeah, he poured a beer on a fan. Or maybe they're bringing WWE in at halftime with Cam Newton performing. Ooh. And suplexing. Yeah, he's practicing. That's awesome. Clearly. I mean, this isn't really affecting people in the Carolinas because they couldn't afford to go to the games already. Yeah. This is like for visiting fans. That was their saying on yeah. their billboards in town. It would say, Carolina Panthers football, um, empty out your wallets, you sorry peasants. <laughs> That's wild that they put that on a billboard, but that was their that was their thing they put up. Yep, Carolina Panthers, the second most visited stadium after Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome, other team. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Atlanta. We wish we could play you twice here every year. 
for local economic reasons only. It's it's actually really sad in the Carolinas outside of our golf courses. Like people will probably buy tickets to the first home game. And then it'll be significantly less for eight straight games after that until they're giving away tickets in the last week. Mark it down right now. So I'm actually now more back into this idea. At first I was opposed to it. Hear me out. Dynamic ticket prices, and they work like this. If you're purchasing tickets from a credit card registered at an address not in the Carolinas, or if you have like a permanent address not in the Carolinas, you get hit with the tax. If you are a townie, you get a discount on ticks, and you get in. Right. This is the plan. You show a Carolina identification card. Yeah. And you pay the reg prices. Correct. And if you're from anywhere else, inflation. 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 That's the only dynamic pricing I get behind. Because I can't get behind. Have you seen this Wendy's stuff? Uh, no. What, what, what is it? What's going on Steve, with Wendy's? What, what did Wendy do? They raised the prices because the Cowboys are coming to town. That's why they raised it. The Cowboys are going to Carolina? Yeah. You looked that up. I just looked up their schedule. That <laughs> <laughs> makes complete sense. Now. So that means yeah, Steve that, had a hunch that this was cowboy centric in nature. Had to have been. So more than likely, New York is coming. Philadelphia is coming. The Giants are. Yes. Okay. So then Philadelphia mm-hmm. is not, and the uh, Washington Guardians are not either. Correct. I mean, you're going to get some money out of Philly. There's actual money in Philly. It's back to back to back. Dallas. Giants, Chiefs, home games. At home. That three-ticket package will go for a lot. Correct. Wendy's said they're going to start, they're going to get rid of all their menus in their restaurants. They're going to put in OLED screens or whatever, and that they're going to have artificial intelligence, I'm not joking, dynamically price their menu items throughout the course of the day to match demand, think surge pricing like Uber. This is a real thing I just said to you. Wendy is doing that? Wendy is doing that. So wholesome-ass Wendy is just out the window now. Yeah, Dave Thomas's little girl is now corporate America, and you cannot get a, what's a Wendy's square burger called? Baconator. Oh, no, that one has bacon. It's literally just a single, right? That's what they call it? Is that what it is called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can't get a single for a dollar or whatever anymore. No. It's now a dollar and some. Also, we are all aware of how this dynamic pricing crap works. It's not going to fall below the regular price when there's a low demand. I can't go at 1030 in the morning mm-hmm. and get a fresh singly boy, single nader, for 85 cents when it's normally a buck at lunch or now I guess a buck 25 or whatever. I, I, need, all of, I need all of the world to stop. Wendy's has now made me want to only eat the rich. I do not anymore care for this idea that I can't have an affordable and simple existence. Wendy's Lo- used to crush the dollar menu. Oh, Wendy's yeah. used to have a buffet where I could get a potato and I could get a salad and I could do all kinds of cool stuff that was an alternative to the craptastic taco restaurant across the street. I'm sure the taco restaurant is significantly better than whatever's at Wendy's. You think Taco Bell is significantly better? Yes. Uh, 100%. Have you and they have a new menu coming out? 100%. Have yeah. You, oh, do they have a new menu, Henry? Uh, Baja Blast Cheesecake? 
I can't wait. And they're uh, they're making their own Choco Taco. Choco ta- they're making their own Choco Taco. Oh, interesting. So, Amory, will you do me a favor and tell me some of the ingredients on this new menu from Taco Bell? Um, they are, are they different than the old ingredients? Uh, it's it's Mexican I get what food. I get what you're saying, but um, they're also coming out with like empanadas, like buffalo chicken empanadas. I don't even know what that word means. Okay, well, I'm just letting you know. And while we're on the subject, saying ownership, KFC is coming out with a cheese which is a chicken pizza mashup. No, what they're doing is they're selling chicken breasts with marinara and pepperoni on them. Yes. It's called a cheese I'm done, dude. I'm serious. I'm done. I haven't eaten this garbage in years, so miss me with all of this. There's no place you're going to go in this great country off any highway. See a Wendy's and think, you know what I would rather do? Guess on the price of what I'm about to spend when I could just go across the street to Jack and the McDonald's White castle uh other burger king or Pizza. queen yeah establishment because every wendy's is oppo something else when they when they started making square hamburgers that's the the moment i was like this is unnatural this is this is going against <laughs> everything is, everything god intended about what is this the universe. natural shape of a hamburger idiot okay look at a cow is a cow a square no, it's not. It's round. It's not round. It's cow. You got a cow, and it's a cow is perfectly round. Oh, I swear. And it. you just slice off a little piece of cow. It's not a wiener dog. You throw it on the grill just like that. No. That's how it works. That's not how it works. There's not a, there's not a square versus circle understanding of the expectation of a smashed patty. I don't think they even make them square anymore. They, they are still changed, square. Are they? In Japan, Wendy's has a teriyaki burger, and they serve, okay. like, pasta and ramen. All right, I'm back in. Every restaurant does that in Japan. Yeah, Wendy's hasn't been the same for a while. So, Wendy I'm, herself, I'm apparently. Going, also, it's there. way Wendy's is way cheaper in Japan. Do you remember the buffet? Am I the only human being over here remembering Wendy's buffet? When's like the biggest surge pricing at Wendy's? Like four twenty one mm. to like four <laughs> four thirty seven. Because you got to be high to eat that hey, garbage. We put rosemary on all these things. Frosties <laughs> used to be. The best. They're not the same. Anymore. A dollar frosty does not cost a dollar anymore. No, not at four twenty-one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A dollar seventeen now. Yeah. Hey, and if I walk in there and you're dynamic pricing my ass, and you tell me the frosty machine's down, I'll jump the counter and I'll swing on you. <laughs> I will swing on you. Do you know I, how easy it is to fix a frosty machine? You just put a straw in there. There's two ingredients: <laughs> frost, yeah, and, and e. <laughs> oh, man, I hate everything. I've got to that point in my life. Is this what 40 is like? I'm almost there. No, this is the current landscape that we're dealing with, that a successful multinational corporation is so hungry to appease their board of directors that they're willing to squeeze out another 2.5% on their garbage food already because, it's, because their line got long for 12 minutes. This is dumb. It's wild dumb, right? And all you're going to do is get roasted. Like, no one is going to be at all a moment of cool or accepting about this. If late night television was still relevant, there would be jokes made about this. If Saturday Night Live still had an audience, there would be jokes made about this. But there won't, because there's no repercussions for anything ever. I'll tell you if there's a joke made about this, because I watch Weekend Update every, <laughs> every week. On TikTok. So you don't even watch it on thing. Oh, God. I don't... What is it on? What, how do you watch NBC these days? I have no idea. I know for a fact. Peacock. It's on Hulu. Yeah. 
because I have to ignore that part when I'm trying to watch wrestling. <laughs> You're in wiener. <sighs> They're going to start doing it on the vending machines. Just Wi-Fi that new price. Is that real? They believe they're having an additional $10 million in earnings over the next two years. You think so? That's what they're saying. Do they think so There's when they no run way. away all these customers? Like, also, I wasn't going to go in the first place. But there are probably some people like me who are like, you're not charging me an extra 2.5% or whatever no. because there's more people in line? Miss that, me. That's me in line. Yeah, nah. Mm-mm. Not me, fam. Never again. Also, like these things are franchised. Like, Is, Wind- is Big Wendy's corporate going to tell franchisee, that they have to dynamically change their prices and then do what? Get fist bought by me mm-hmm. at the intersection of bad decision and you betcha. Mm-hmm. Late, and since when is Wendy's ever busy? Late, late at night, midnight. Sure. Yeah. Is it? That's when it's busy, when everyone's driving home and everyone else closed down two minutes earlier. Oh. Wendy's is the place you go after you went to a place that was closed. That seems accurate. You know how I know? Been there. Because you do that. You've done it in an Uber recently. I have a, I have a running bit. I have a running bit in my life when I go to house parties because I hate house parties. And please don't invite me to your house party. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Only invite Van to your house party. I don't want to go. Whenever you invite me to your house party and they're like uh, BYOD potluck, you know what I take, Steve? I take fifty Wendy's nuggies. <laughs> I drive there right beforehand. They cost ten dollars, unless it's <clears throat> dynamic pricing. And everyone goes, you're gross. No one likes Wendy's. And then I spend five minutes later after people graze, and they're all gone because they're all liars. Stupid house party inviting, willing to pay for surge pricing, losers that surround me, and this whole economy is going to heck. I'll probably go to your house party. <laughs> Steve, I was just thinking of Chick-fil-A and Cane's. You know, when you drive by there, there's always. I, oh, yeah. So they should be. You know, racking up the dynamic pricing. Right, that part of town smells gross. Like two fried chicken places right across the street from each other. And I think there's three now because there's disgusting. Because there's Slim Chicken too. There's Chipotle right I there. I don't know too. what that is. What intersection are we at? San Mateo and Montgomery. San Mateo and Montgomery, right across also, the street. Van, two fried chicken. Van, places. why don't you like that fried chicken? Why don't I like fried chicken? You're vegetarian. Don't. Well, okay, that's first Well, I off. know he's a vegetarian, oh. but he cheats sometimes. Because I'm from the South? You assume I like fried chicken because I'm from the South, Amory? Is I, that I why? assume you like you should like fried chicken because fried chicken's delicious. Ah. Smells gross. They're calling this artificial <laughs> intelligence fresh. Change, change your grease traps, raising canes and Chick-fil-A. I don't it's love. It's gross. Gr- grease is gross. Also, this is called fresh AI. They're trying to. This is like. When a company brands something is, is like good for you. Like this is what's the name of the drink in Idiocracy? Oh, um, damn it! Come on, brain. Give me a second. Let me not think about it. I'll think about it. No, it's the drink in Idiocracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got what it's got what plants. It's need. got what plants crave. Yeah, what yeah, is, for yeah, sure. What is it called? I I, I don't I, if I don't think about it. Man, oh. in the movie Idiocracy. Yeah, they're. You can't keep asking me because it won't pop into my <laughs> the head. The whole world is going to stuff. My brain has to put it in neutral, put itself in neutral and for a not second. Owen Wilson, but Luke Wilson yeah. uh-huh. and and Maya Rudolph. They have mm-hmm. to combat this because the evil president is played by. Is it Bron- Brando? Brando? Brando. It's got what plants Brando. crave. There you go. That's what Good fresh job. AI is. Yeah. 
Fresh AI is Terry Crews' invention to ruin fast food. Brondo. All right. If you're going to do surge pricing on me, then I get a discount when I eat your garbage food and get diarrhea later. We're even, Wendy's. Also, I feel bad for the phrase surge because that was a cool soda in the 90s, and now it's been ruined. All right. Now I want to surge. If You can get them on Amazon. Okay. I'm ordering some right now. There's so much sugar in it, I don't know when it ever expires. <laughs> get excited to have a surge in like 18 hours. We celebrate the life of Ole Anderson wherever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from the Albuquerque Dew Store. Come down here, buy something, and Van will take 10% off your tab. Boom. Hey, what's the new cool thing, Steve? We got some new hats. Oh, you got new hats? Yeah. Oh, you got ones that look like Kansas City Chiefs colors because they won the Super Bowl? So smart. That's not Kansas why. City picked their colors after we were already in existence. Oh, okay. So yeah. those are the Duke's colors. Yeah. For decades. Exactly. The Sports Animal. Excuse me. Well, I'm saddened, boys. One of the passing of Ole Anderson. Live that life, though. 82. 82 is a good run. 81. 81. Yeah, if you hit your 80s and you were a wrestler for that long, like... Congratulations. Yeah. You did it. Beat the odds. Yeah. Big member of the Crockett promotion for a bunch of years. He uh, fam- famously brought Ric Flair into the Crockett promotion, member of the uh, Four Horsemen. So it was Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, um, uh, Tully Blanchard. And those guys were uh, really, really special as far as groups in pro wrestling, as far as um, – Stables, as they're called in the industry. And you see them all the time now. The bloodline. You see them all the time now. And I think, specifically, Ric Flair is the most famous one probably ever. But I think the industry wouldn't exist today without he. And we, you and I were talking about this recently, talking about the Major League, uh, major, or excuse me, the NFL Hall of Fame. We were talking about Mongo McMichael, who was also in the Four Horsemen, ironically. And you said you could easily write the story of the NFL without Mongo McMichael, therefore he's not a Hall of Famer. Ole Anderson is an individual where you could not write the story of pro wrestling without the Four Horsemen, therefore he is an all-timer, and it is a, uh, it is a loss for the world of professional wrestling today. Uh, I don't want to make light of this, but I'm going to have to take your word on it. Yeah. And then, like just seeing your passion in real time right here and like the way it's affecting you, I... He must have had a huge impact on the sport. And mm-hmm. the Internet's been ablaze with this thing all day. And my ignorance on the history of pro wrestling shouldn't uh, take any kind of credence away from this moment. But the dude was obviously a legend. And I'm sure there's, I mean, thousands upon thousands of people who are having a rough day about so, it. Steve, you probably saw him wrestle when you were going down to the Civic Center as a kid. Most likely. So it was one of those things where the horsemen would come to town and they'd beat up your local hero and they would never lose. Okay. Like that was part of their thing. Like they, like often guy comes to town, guy gets beat up, like the, the hometown pops and you're real happy. But they famously fought like Dusty Rhodes. They famously fought the Road Warriors. Um, later in their career, Magnum, TA, and Sting, which was real big in the South, uh, obviously Southwestern California. Just different day and age, you know. It's a different day and age in that world and that world of entertainment because uh, the story will simply just roll on. You know, pro wrestling will happen tomorrow. 
You know, it'll happen at the L Ray on Thursday night. You know, it'll be it'll be what it was. And and this is my first. This is going to sound kind of weird to say a lot. This is the first time I've owned a wrestling promotion where someone with such a level of significance has passed. Like, do you do like a ten bell? Like, what do you boys do? Do you do it? Do you just make a mention? Do you put up a graphic? Do you do a thing? Just thanking this individual for their contributions to the industry. I would lean yes. Yeah, right. I mean, that sounds like something that'd be respectful to do. I mean, it's in your universe. Like, you should definitely make mention of it and um, hand him his flowers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that one had not really crossed my mind. Um, so what years was he prominent? Yeah. Started in the 60s. So 60s until, you know, prominence is an interesting one, too, because I think often that's perceived as in the ring performing. You know, so from the 60s to the 90s, really in the ring performing regularly. And then contributions backstage. Like, he was currently doing stuff in Memphis, which I believe is where he, he ended his years. Um, but always a way to contribute that isn't necessarily a backflip, you know, that isn't necessarily kicking out of a pin count or whatever. Um, but, yeah, kind of, kind of Hand, the, Handing over Ric Flair to the wrestling world, that's quite the accomplishment all in its own. Yeah. Well, and then you get, like, all these fun, like – because he was like a no-nonsense, blah, 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 kind of character or whatever. And then you can come up with all these, like, at the end, you know. Like, is that really who he is? Do you not know? Did did he get to the pearly gates and see St. Pete and just cuss him out, like, as he walked in? Like, you don't. I mean, that stuff's all fun. But um, neat to be moved by a guy who, uh, to a 100 percentile and notoriously would have hated you the second he met you. Love it. Yeah, but, like, how sweet it was. Um to have that kind of impact on so many people. So there you go. Um, also, you wouldn't have the heel turn without him. Like, the, you've, you're famed. You understand what that is in the world of lexicon. But he is the guy who kind of coined the idea of uh, bad guys becoming good guys and good guys becoming bad guys that wouldn't exist without him. So uh, tough loss for the world of pro wrestling, but um, but it will move on. And and there you go. There you go, boys. For, uh, for the layman like me, who's the modern-day comp? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not even close. Like, the um, same look, same style, same bad guy kind of thing, and then every so often he gets rooted out because he is that guy. There's this fame. This is going to miss a lot of people. The WW, WCW years ago was debuting a guy named the Shockmaster. It was <coughs> nice. Stupidest thing of all time. And it was just a it was a Stormtrooper helmet that they had bought off the rack at, like, the Kmart, and they had put glitter over it. And this was this guy's costume. Well, he couldn't see through it. And he's supposed to, like, bust through a wall and, like, make a big impact. But he trips, and the helmet falls off, and he just, like, blubbers all over the ground. And Ole Anderson is just laughing in his face, like, on live television. And that's when he became a good guy because everyone else was laughing in this guy's face. And, nah. and you're just like, oh, you, sometimes you know what's better. Sometimes you know what's better for the sport than, than the sport. So... Uh, tough loss for the world of pro wrestling. Tough loss for pro wrestling fans. Ole Anderson um, passes away at 81. So there you guys go. Major League Baseball has not stopped their combating of the jerseys. And when I say Major League Baseball, I mean one team specifically, but they're the heroes that we all needed. Whenever we get back, we'll tell you who's taking on the fight with Fanatics at the Major League level. It's two men on live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Steve, can you just make Major League jerseys? Does it work like that? What are yeah. the rules? Okay. You no, got it? There's no rules. You do them in the forks? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, what do you want? <laughs> the sports animal. Back live on the program. 
Back live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Steve, what would it take for me and Van and you to start to restart the Albuquerque Duke? Like, if we had an independent league baseball team, what would we need? A uh, couple baseballs. Okay, we get bats. a couple. All right, Van, write this down. Yeah. Who's, who's making I know this? that part. Oh. Home plate. Somewhere. Oh, okay. I'm going to start writing stuff down. What's the independent <laughs> league out here called? Uh, there's the Pine, Pioneer League. Is it Pioneer? Mm-hmm. Frontier? Frontier League. Frontier League. Are the Santa Fuego Named in after the restaurant? Title sponsor. Write mm-hmm. that down. Write Boom. that down. Okay. Okay. Title sponsor. Yeah. Albuquerque Dukes brought to you by. Okay. Okay. I got title sponsor, home plate, and baseballs. <laughs> Bats. Need at least one bat. <laughs> at least one bat. <laughs> Community bat. Well, that's the neat thing about our league is uh, when you run in, just leave your field in the gro- leave your glove in the field, and then the next guy that runs out can yeah, use it. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that works super well. All right, so all right, first, call Santa Fuego. We need to get them on the program first of all. We're gonna need okay, it. we're gonna need to start a rivalry immediately, and then enter the Frontier League, which I assume has a fee. Yeah. And then we are we're managing our own baseball team, the yeah. Albuquerque Dukes. We'll just play at the field over there. Which which one? Which one are you know. talking about? The doesn't matter. Tingley, Altamont, just Tingley. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Tingley Field. I think Tingley there's one field. by the base. I know there's one by the base. Let's use that one. Yeah. The city owns the one that the ISO is playing in. Can we just call the city and ask them? Yeah. Can we play there too? Right. I, mean, I don't see why not. It's a public field. Yeah, I mean it's paid for by the taxpayers. Right. Why well, just. Isotopes play, United plays, Dukes play. We just do a little. I say we do Ernie, roundabout. We do the Ernie Banks rule, and so the isotopes are playing at night. Mm-hmm. We'll, no. we'll play during the day, sure. and vice versa. Oh, rakes. <laughs> I'm writing down rakes. We just leave the glove on the field for the isotopes. Yeah, they need it. Well, in our league, the Frontier League, you're not allowed to have hills in the outfield, and they fixed that like a whole oh, year yeah. ago. Yeah. So we should. It's perfect. I like this plan a lot. Amory, are you interested in becoming the first female broadcaster in the history of the Frontier League, I assume? Um, can I do it from Japan? Yes, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Now, hold on. That's how it used to be. Writing this down. Yeah. Does Japan have internet? Yes. Then yes, you're in. Yeah. Okay. Just get a, some sound effects next to your broadcast booth. <laughs> so it's, oh, there's, there's a hit to left field. And you just do a little hit. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like back in the day. Oh, there's a he slides in at home. Yeah. Crowd goes wild. I don't at all hate this plan of us starting restarting the Albuquerque. Also, me and Van are going to need in the ownership group. We're not just working for you. Oh, you're not. No. All right, guys. I got to go. I got to go outside and meet my truck, bro. I just. Uh... The exact same truck that I own just pulled up. Uh Uh-oh. It's the first one I've ever seen in the wild. That's not... uh, Truck Bro is not a thing. It's about to be. Truck Bro. New name of our team. It's the alternative name, obviously. Dukes is the regular team, but the Truck Bros. Two men on. How do we... uh, We need it like an email list. I'll get it from my truck, bros. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.